Good morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look at what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. This episode is brought to you by Untapped and the Untapped Store. Use the coupon code PODCAST to get 20% off your next purchase. Good morning, good evening. Uh, those of you watching on YouTube are probably looking at my mustache wondering what is going on. Or maybe even Harrison's. That is a proper rug. I don't know, even like a shag uh, or a, a cold sweater growing on his upper lip and, and down into handlebars. Uh, Harrison and I <laughs> have been uh, participants of what's known as Movember for the last couple of years. So those of you watching on YouTube, hopefully you like mustaches, and if you don't, just know we're doing this to support men's health. Now, for this episode, do you ever have those friends or people you see on Untapped that are just constantly logging into those like truly amazing sick beers, everything's five bottle caps? Um, honestly, every beer that I haven't had is usually one of those to me, right? Any beer I see you guys checking in on Untapped, I'm always like, oh man, I gotta get that one. Put it on the wish list. Um, and sometimes you have those friends that are just full of treehouse beers, and you wonder what do they do with their lives, and how do they get that much treehouse beer? Um, sometimes you get really lucky. This episode, uh, we're really lucky with a special thanks, even though he's a New England Patriots fan, <laughs> special thanks to Mark, uh, who had nothing to do with getting Harrison and I these beers today. Just wanted to say thanks, Mark. But anyways, we got our hands on some of the most elusive beers that the world knows today. I'm excited, really excited to open these up and see if the myth lives up to the suds in these cans Harrison, tell us what we're drinking today, man. Right, cool. And, and just like last episode, we are doing two different beers from Treehouse, so we're doubly luckily, lucky today. Totally um, forgot to even mention yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm here, John, to, to co-host us safely into the tarmac. Um, put up your trade tables, uh, all that good stuff. So um, I am going to be enjoying green uh, from Treehouse Brewing Company. It is an American IPA, 7.5%, 90 IBUs. And from Treehouse, it says our cross-continental IPA made with Australian and American hops. A tropical heavy IPA opens up in the glass notes of hugely, uh, hugely flavorful notes of lemon, lime, pineapple, orange, sorbet, and tangerine. It has a soft but pointed bitterness and a rich velvety mouthfeel. Intensely kettle and dry hop, yet balanced and flavorful green is a beloved crew favorite here at Treehouse. John, which uh, Treehouse beverage are you enjoying today? So I'm drinking Julius, uh, which is a variant or I guess a different version. I think Treehouse most well known for Julius and green um, alter ego, probably maybe their three most popular beers on Untappd, but. Yeah. This particular Julius is 6.8% ABV, 75 IBUs, and uh, the notes from Treehouse say that Julius gone wild. Not like funky, but like super hop-saturated wild. Uh, this is their second special edition of Julius. They brewed for their third anniversary party, pushed the level of citrus to the fringes of obscenity through additional kettle and dry hopping with the base Julius beer that effectively just oh. got hopped up 
um, that results is perhaps the most juicy and delectable creation we have ever made, preposterous Julius in the best way imaginable. Even the notes on the bottom of the, where you can see the Candon date, uh, Treehouse lets us know, don't be a foolist. Make sure to get <laughs> Julius. I love when breweries love do it. cool stuff like that, but I'm really excited to hear your take on Green Harrison. Yeah, let's all right, let's get in. Mm. Wow. Huh. So Wow. Okay, first sips. This is it. And I've had this beer once before, I believe, although it's been a while ago. Um, like the thing that is most, the standard the most is the, I'm going to say the completeness of the hops. What I mean by that is that it goes from like super bitter. I mean, you're saying 90 IBUs. So yeah, I mean, I, yep. It's, it's like super bitter hop profile to flavor to nose and it's like, that's all I'm living in is like the hops. This it's very sparkly too. It like kind of dances on the tongue, but not. That's because of overcarbonation at all. It's not overcarbonated. It's, it can't be. But it's. I think it's more the water profile and the hops. But this is um, this is awesome. This is like the whole hop experience. It just like zips through your palate, uh, and yeah, I love it. John, what are you? What's what's happening with you? What do you got? I'm glad that I have a mustache on my face for this one. Okay. Uh, it's, I've had I've had Julius once, maybe twice before. I've had Green, I think, only once before. Um, and a couple other Treehouse beers have been shared, you know, like at a bottle share. Sure. So I'm not drinking this like as an avid Treehouse drinker. I don't. I can't really compare it to most of their other beers, but. My initial review is, yes, I understand the reason that Treehouse is so amazingly well-rated and well-respected. There's something unique and different about this beer. Um, How does it taste? It's it's carbonated beautifully. It's there's I don't want to say the word mouthfeel because inherently I just joke with myself every time someone says mouthfeel, you have to drink. In this case, that's a blessing. This is, it's 75 IBUs and only at the very beginning of my sip. Otherwise, this tastes not juicy, but like like fresh hops. Yeah. Like I would want them to, not vegetal, not green. There's no resiny dankness to this. It, dang, these guys are really <laughs> doing something unique. It's, it's the same style of beer I'm very used to drinking. But this particular iteration is is amazing. Right. Yeah. I think what's like messy with my mind a bit is kind of for green, like the lightness of it. And what I, again, I kind of mentioned the sparkliness earlier in my first sip, but like you look at it um, and it's a haze bomb and it looks like it's yeah. thick and it looks like it's going to taste like a thick haze bomb, but it doesn't. And really, if you've kind of dug any done any digging in a treehouse, you kind of know they pride themselves in their kind of water chemistry, and that you know they claim that's where the haze is coming from. It's the hops, it's the yeast, it's the water. It's not adjuncts they're adding to haze this beer up. Um, they're kind of doing approaching this a little bit differently and um, leaning on their their water profile. 
And it certainly tastes different than like a super like an IPA filled with wheat and oats, like protein rich malt that can add a lot of body to a beer from unfermentable sugars that are just going to, you're going to be tasting them and filling them on your tongue. This, it looks like it's full of wheat, but it tastes um, like it's, it tastes like a West Coast IPA almost. It tastes like a, like I wouldn't know if I had my eyes closed, I would not assume this thing is super hazy, uh, which is very interesting. My mind's kind of right battling, there you are, battling the, uh, battling some, what it sees versus what it's tasting right now. Yeah, I wish I could. I mean, I'm, if, if you watch on YouTube or even if you are on YouTube, just Ow. jump to like this timestamp yeah, as I'm holding know, the beer right? up to the camera. I don't, even if I sh- put a flashlight behind it, yeah, I don't think anything no would, any, any light would escape. Way. Um, yes, the completeness of the, ho- the hop in here. And green features Galaxy, too. Then I mentioned Aust- Australian and American. I know for sure there are Galaxy hops in here as well as perhaps a few more. But um, And that's one for kind of like fruit punchy flavors and stuff. And that's it's happening a bit, but it's it's really like it's it's almost like I can't even put a put the flavor there. Yeah, pine, fruit, like sure that's all happening. But I think my mind is more occupied with like just kind of how it looks versus how it tastes. And I know we're going to keep saying mouthfeel. I, I, uh, uh, but it's, it's happening. It's a part of this beer. Usually I kind of, I can say it in jest, right? Like uh, I went to a brewery and I heard 35 people say mouthfeel um, or hoppy, right? So I got drunk because I drank every time they said it. Um, <laughs> And I'm, and I'm one of them. But in this in this particular beer, I think that's that's an element to Treehouse's success. It's something that they they look at mouthfeel as part of a beer. I don't know. I'm guessing here, but but it's like it's an important part of what they're what they're putting in the can. This is a I mean, fruity. I get a, a hint of a hint of pine, like you're walking yeah, through yeah. maybe. Uh, like a conifer forest, but you're eating like slightly warm orange sherbet or orange so- sorbet as you're in this this evergreen forest. That's what this beer tastes like. Yes, I like that. That's a awesome forest you're in, John. Yeah. Bring, your, bring your own refrigerator to John's camping trips or that sorbet. But that's a uh, I love that. Yeah, I get there's pine happening in mine as well, and it's but it's really just like. It's almost so surprising and I guess I don't know different or unexpected or whatever that I want to like not even qualify it and just kind of sit there and look at it and sip it slowly and have a good time with you, which is what we're going to do. So this is True. perfect. <laughs> One of so the both of these beers, uh, Harris and I are drinking uh, an American IPA. We drank them on the last episode where we drank beers from the UK, and we had two American-style IPAs from Siren. Originally, on episode 23, we drank the American IPA from Stone and talked about that beer style in detail. So a couple of, I mean, for those of you that have never had a Treehouse beer, which would be common, they don't really distribute. They don't make these beers to be sold in in 12 different states. Um for those of you that never have, there's a couple of kind of I don't know fun fun facts 
if they can be fun. Yes. Um, the first one I wanted to bring up was Julius IPA. That's one of the top-rated American IPAs on Untapped worldwide, and it's it's kind of the the cult favorite. If you could compare it, it's like the torpedo um, of Treehouse's stable of beers. And what they will release is that it's generally brewed with about three and a half pounds of hops per barrel. Uh, Harrison, is that is that more than normal? Is that a lot? Um, a lot, yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a lot. But it, maybe it's the I'm, from you know, drinking their beers it might be the sweet spot. But it's that's a ton of hops, especially with how light hops are. Like the visual, a pound of hops is yeah, it's it's, it's going to fill. I mean, if it's whole cone hops, it'll fill like liters of a liter stein, if not more, worth of hops is what you're kind of imagining of a pound. And then a barrel is, you know, two kegs. It's a lot. Yeah. So an, a liberal amount of hops they put in here. Um, and the, the beer that I'm drinking is that base Julius beer with even more hops pushed into it. <laughs> um, and that's where you're going to get a lot of like the citrus, mango, passion fruit, like the delicious flavor that most New Englands uh, and, and, and hop heads like hop heads. I swear they weren't a thing when IPAs were just seeking 100 IBUs and they were bitter. Right. You weren't necessarily a hophead until you started to see these these cold hops or dry hops added, where you would taste a lot of their sweeter, fruitier notes. But um, they've been iterating on Julius for years. Treehouse originally founded in 2011, so almost 10 years old. So it's changed a few times, but this is the one recipe that I'm pretty sure... Uh, none of the brewers, none of the partners, none of the people at Treehouse will really walk you through. You can talk about green and almost step by step, they'll walk you through exactly how they made it. But Julius, the one thing that they've said on record is that there's only three hops in in this beer. Um, I want uh, you, in deep burning inside me. I want to ask Harrison which three hops they are, but he's not even drinking it with me. Um, and I imagine most people guess, and maybe they get it right, maybe they don't. That's the hard part about Julius. I'll stop rambling, Harrison. How's your beer warming up? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I'm getting more pie now as we're we're kind of sitting with it for a few moments, and um, it just looks great, you know. Um, and it's I just can't get over again how it looks versus how it tastes, but a lot of pine. It's like a refined dankness, a smooth dankness. I don't know how to like other way to describe it. It's not sometimes dankness is that intense thing that kind of attacks your nose, and you you kind of go, "What is that? Is that what, what is someone is the apartment upstairs having another goofy party? What's going on um, <laughs> with the dankness?" <laughs> but like this is much more. I don't know. I feel like right refined. You're at a retreat somewhere. You've paid a lot to go to it. That kind of dankness. It's um. Uh, right. And yeah, pine dank fruit things happening. This is great. I mean, I, yeah, I'm going to just kind of hold it here and kind of see what little body heat does. The crazy the party upstairs uh, for some reason made my mind jump to uh, shorts brewing out in Michigan mm-hmm. makes a beer called devil's lettuce. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. That's a whole episode and a half. We could do a goofy, your names winking and nodding to other parts of uh, 
of our culture, but um, yeah, Shorts does almost every one of their beer names is hilarious. They have like one called Cosmic Pants or something, Cosmic something, Cosmic Pants, I think that's what it is. Yeah. They're great. Um, hmm. What about you, John? So, what's what's happening right now with yours? Are you noticing things change as we've been enjoying it for a couple moments? Any, uh, I'm I'm realizing now. Any of my friends that drink this beer with frequency are just spoiled. Um, it's like living up above that like two Michelin star restaurant that right. just sends food up to your apartment because they keep you up late at night. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Here's you know here's some pan seared pan seared Chilean sea bass right. with a with a what I don't know I can't think of any food terms but <laughs> Portuguese baby eels and <laughs> the tough like ones, anybody the that drinks ones. his beer with frequency right. is spoiled yeah it really is like it's again I know it gets a lot of hype and we should be sitting here you know I don't know maybe normally I would I, yeah I would want man. to tell you go to your local brewer drink drink and 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 there's a lot of truth in that go to your local brewer drink their beer it's fresh it's made by somebody that lives in your area usually there's the water the fonta flora of your area affects yeah. that beer and make it taste better if anything freshness is probably the most important ingredient Always. in in a, and especially in a, in a juicy hazy IPA but there is this is one of the few times I think where, the hype behind a beer, a brewery. Uh, these guys are doing something really unique. And and I think they're really good. I mean, they all started, I'm pretty sure every, there was four founders of Treehouse initially. It was a hobby, right? So these guys were brewing, they were home brewers, which I, I'll say forever. And I think Harrison will back me up. If you ever get a chance to drink someone's home brew, Drink it. You Do never it. like. You're probably getting. That's a. That's literally the most unique and one-off beer you'll ever get. Um, and Treehouse as well. It started as a hobby. Um, there was uh, Lanier, who's like the main brewer, was a construction manager. Um, you had a uh, somebody that was running a gym, basically a fitness place. There was a plumber. Uh, there was a graphic designer, and these guys get together. And they decide, we all brew beer on the side. That's our passion. That's our hobby. Let's give it a shot. And early on, when they were doing this, they were selling and, and ma like making this home-brewed beer. And you would see like Treehouse beer pop up at a local bar or restaurant, like a keg of a beer you'd never heard of before. And it's if history can teach us anything, it's that this will happen again, right? You'll be in... Boulder, Colorado, or, or or Cardiff over in the UK, and you'll see some beer you've never heard of before, and it'll just be somebody that's that loves making beer, and they'll be doing something that you've never seen before, and in two years, it's going to be what the whole world is talking about. Right. If you're in the Philadelphia area, that brewery is probably called Wrong Crowd, which is essentially a nano brewery in a master Cicerone's garage almost it's like a um they're amazing i went to college with them this is why i know this uh rugby guy hilarious dude the size of a house but master cicerone one of those guys who is like an encyclopedia of beer knowledge and he has a tiny nano brewery that he'll just and just brew whatever he wants drop stuff off at random places around philly and it's very i mean again he knows more about beer as much as anyone could know 
he knows and he you know has his own brewery but he yeah it's it's you can't go there you can't there's no tap room it's kind of just like a, a wizard dropping stuff off at night uh-huh. and it's a good thing to use on tap for it jump on there and kind of see where's wrong crowd who checked it in where recently cool go there maybe you'll be lucky enough to grab the last pint of it before it you know disappears but uh, that's a good one that i know of and i imagine there are 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 more in other cities in the world guys like that kind of you know in making beer legally with a license all that stuff which he is um you know yeah sure um, yeah yeah exactly all that stuff but um but yeah it's again it's you're right john we will see stuff like this again um and that's what always is the most exciting for me is to and it you're lucky if you catch it once in a lifetime, kind of ride that early wave of some new brewery that turns into the next kind of your regional treehouse, if you will. It's uh, it's very, so keep on the lookout, keep trying more beer. Yeah. I, I would, I would say absolutely like one of the cities that I talk about frequently or even like working my regular job at untapped, I'll talk to bars and restaurants around St. Louis, Missouri, mm-hmm. which is okay. near, like the giant Budweiser brew house and you get these people that, you know, you, you start working at Budweiser and you learn about brewing and then you go home and you're like, I could do this better. So you, you start home brewing and then you open a brewery. And then the next thing you know, you've got like four accounts for restaurants that are serving your beer and you decide to open up a, a proper professional brewery. Like it, I think that sort of cycle, that iteration happens so many times with beer. And recently it's it's turned over so frequently, here in the States especially, you know, we've kind of grown so fast in craft beer over the last couple of years that you start to see stuff like that. You get Treehouse, which still keeps it really tight. They don't, you can't buy Treehouse beer and put it on tap at your bar in, even in Boston. Like right. you, it's just, you can't do it. Um, but still they're like, they're growing. They purchased a giant farm in Connecticut. That's going to help them kind of grow and do some more experimentation in that regard. And you'll have somebody that's brewing at Treehouse right now that kind of learns some skills. And then they move to Austin, Texas and they open their own brewery. And that's the Vale in Richmond, Virginia, the Vale, the, the people that started the Vale got a lot of their training early on at The Alchemist, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, there's, I mean, so much of that. And that could be, again, all episode. We do really do a documentary of that, of kind of the the seeding programs that a lot of these breweries, right? You start there, you brew for a while, you go open up your own spot. Um, and that's, yeah, kind of take what you learned and, and run with it. And that I have good friends that I brewed with that now own their own breweries, uh, all over the country, um, and it's uh, it's so cool to right to see that um, and to yeah it's so again yeah some guy is going to invent the beer equivalent of the car that runs on water in his garage in our lifetime like well, I don't know what that looks like I don't know what it is but it hasn't happened yet so as much as people talk about the ceiling of craft beer and we've seen it all and where do we go from here don't worry about it. Get an untap, talk to your friends, go on Beer Advocate, scour the internet, talk to people. You'll find, you know, look for that next thing because it's out there and it's about to happen and already happening. And um, yeah, that's, this is always going to be an exciting uh, industry and, and community to, to you know, stick your nose into. So uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, 
keep keep taking, keep looking out for stuff. There's more crazy things to come. Absolutely. I keep looking at myself on the screen and realizing I have a mustache and wondering <laughs> what what have I done to deserve <laughs> such a blessing. You look great. Um, thanks, Harrison. What else do we got coming up uh, in this episode? Yeah, I know you 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 were you were you you almost Dreaming. sent me an email. Did I? I'm, I'm dreaming a little bit right now. I've got the this beer has got the juices going. The creative creativity is is flowing. I'm in the zone right now. Um, and what better thing to do when one is in the zone than a would you rather? So we're gonna do that kind of. Um, this week's would you rather is a little bit different. It's kind of a little more open ended. We're gonna ask okay. you all to yeah to, yeah to take a take a journey with us. Uh, and a leap of faith, if you will, uh, as I ask John this question, which I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, again, a tweak on our regular would you rather. If you were a superhero or supervillain, where would you put your brewery? So Charlton, Massachusetts is probably off the map, but there are other wild and crazy things. A lot of Saturday morning cartoons coming to mind for me, but John... Anywhere, anywhere. I was going to say the world, but that's silly. We're in superhero land now. Anywhere in the known or unknown universe is in play. Oh, my gosh. What say you? I'm not ready for this. <laughs> um, it's a big one. I think, so it's not a question of would I be a superhero or would I be a supervillain. For the people um, who decide. You don't get a so, vote in there. Well, right? sorry. Be kind. Um <laughs> I don't, so where, do, oh man, man, I wish you would have given me more time to prepare for this. <laughs> um, if I was opening up like a superhero or honestly, it'd probably be super villain just because I, I appreciate egging people on. <laughs> so a super villain brewery sounds more advantageous. Like we're, we're, Exciting. we're pushing for profit we're going to sell you the beer you want and you're going to need to buy more and that's going to cost more. And we're going to be <laughs> like every, we're going to IPO early. We're going to be all oh. over the stock market. Yeah. It's the brewery that I dislike, but it's the brewery that I create. Anyways, we'll get into that in a psychology call later. <laughs> um, it's extra. Yeah. My, 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 so my personal dream brewery might be in like Superman's Fortress of Solitude because it's just me home brewing in a really cold place, <laughs> and it's just it's just me drinking my beer because no one ever goes there. Yeah. But the immediate like I, I think of like the comics that I grew up reading, and then they turned into movies, and then they turned into repeat movies directed yeah. by a different director. Um, but I think it's it's Christopher Nolan's Batman, mm. and it's less about um, what's the guy who played Batman. It's less Christian about Bale. Christian Bale, uh. and it's more about Alfred because he was the brilliance uh. behind it all. Christian Bale was really smart. Batman was really sure. smart. Sure. But I want basically I want his resources, and I want to set up a brewery. In I guess it would be in not Gotham City, but specifically the Bat Cave, where I could cave age my Marsons and like Ooh. do a Bat-toberfest. But even more so, it or maybe maybe it's the Joker, but it happens in the Gotham universe, and it's the Joker that's making the beer. And when the people drink the beer, 
they go crazy and they no never mind i gotta shut up what about you harrison this is good there were a lot i like the bat cave lagering in the bat cave a bat cave lagered beer that's that sells out instantly i think you're on martin house will do it martin house down in texas is coming out with it really soon guano beer um it's been done before folks um so for me i kind of danced around a couple different places and I, i you know i thought kind of i put you know selfishly myself in just like the a superhero's shoes not anyone particular but like i'm living in that universe and i'm a superhero so i'm a good guy and we got to do what good guys do and follow the rules and blah 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 but in the back of my head i want to be a brewer so what do i do i go somewhere out of sight from maybe my peers for this project of mine uh and the closest place i could think of where I really may not get a lot of attention isn't on earth, but the dark side of the moon. So I essentially build like a brewery on the dark side of the moon, tell a couple select Loki like superheroes who maybe they're good, maybe they're not, but they're down for a pint. Tell those guys like, Hey, come hang out in my moon layer. We've got some moon <laughs> cheese and moon lagered things and got a, you know, beer in space much more impactful on your uh, mental facilities, faculties than on earth. Um, (laughs) That was my first thought. And then I was like, but wait a second, maybe it starts there, but the expansion plan then is obviously like in a volcano, but not on earth or the moon, but the largest volcano in the universe on Mars, Um, the Moss, whatever that's called, the, the huge Martian volcano. So now I'm like entering the super villain realm. And maybe that's how it happens. My kind of origin story is I'm a superhero, love beer, that takes priority. This fun little brewery in the dark side of the moon gets discovered, that shut down. I'm kicked out of the solar system, but I don't leave. I just kind of move to Mars and just brewing on Mars now with a bunch of red beers, a bunch of sand beers, using sand as grain, using dust as grain. Then it gets into Dune. We're talking about the spice. There's a lot of crossovers that could happen here with just one man's dream who was given (laughs) the gift of like super abilities and decided, nope, I want to brew in a garage on the moon. And that lands him kind of on the wrong side of the eight ball. But I mean, maybe he's happy. Maybe he's happy there just brewing for intergalactic villains who stop by Mars to refuel and grab some pints of the red sand pale ale and this is this is there's um there's a a dungeons and dragons adventure sorry (laughs) if you if you immediately roll your eyes at my nerdiness um but it one of the members of our facebook group tipped me off to it called vormistron scroll and it's a dungeons and dragons adventure set in fey run about the famous brewer vormistron who made the best ale Feyron has ever seen, and he turns up missing, as they so often do. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's specifically like it's, a, it's a D and D adventure. You can download and you can play with your friends on Thanksgiving. Um, Travis Woodall helped designed it, but what's really cool is if you live near Seattle, Three Magnets Brewing actually brewed a beer for this D and D adventure, and that's. It, it, I'm a, I'm a huge well I'm a medium D and D nerd 
uh, if I've, I've, yeah, it's okay. I play. I think it's cool. Whatever. Um, but there's there's a lot of fun to be had with that. And now I want to change my answer to like opening up a brewery in the middle of in the bottom underneath uh, an ancient dragon's lair volcano where some adventurers are coming to steal like the scroll of Saison, which which. Which may not be as exciting, but uh, but that actually that sounds like a lot of fun too. So again, sorry for rolling your eyes. Cheers if you're not. Um, roll with advantage and 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 you know fight strong. <laughs> I love it. This has been fantastic. That's always fun, John, when you and I kind of go down that weird road that only a would you rather can send us down. But we did it again. So let's. Um, Let's move on and cut up some upcoming details. It's halfway through November. Correct. If you follow Harrison and I on Twitter, you're amazing. If you follow Drinking Socially on Twitter, you can find us there at That Beer Podcast. And we're about to work through our own advent calendar, which I think quite literally we built ourselves. We actually decided we would ask some of our fellow employees who may or may not love us back, um, but the untapped staff helped elect which beers are going to be in our advent calendar. (laughs) So if you follow us on Twitter, you can see Harrison and I drinking through those uh, 24 beers with much rejoice, I'm sure, because everyone was so kind. Um, (laughs) Perhaps around the end of the year, maybe even early into January, you'll see Harrison and I working on a new segment um, maybe just like follow us on Twitter is what I'm asking you to do. Um, cause we'll be tweeting about that. And, and if, if, if Harrison's, uh, adventure brewery, Marvel universe is anything to it, it, hopefully it's a lot of fun. Um, and really thanks for hanging out with us the last three weeks. Uh, thank you to Colby. Thank you to Hoppy Hayes. Thank you to Alicia and Mel, uh, for making us work out for beer. Um, if you missed our, our Drinking Socially Live events, you can check them out on untapped.com forward slash TV. Check them out. Uh, we're always looking for that sort of feedback. What did you like? What did you wish we did better? Um, do you wish we drank more Treehouse beers? Let us know. Uh, that would yeah. be great. Please, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please say that. But yeah, it's been awesome hearing your feedback about a lot of, yeah, about everything and, we hear you guys asking for more, uh, specifically more football-related stuff, so keep an eye out for that. Um, but uh, today was great. I mean, Treehouse, John. We just drank a bunch of Treehouse beer. This is uh, this is awesome, and it really just, right, kind of made us both take a step back. Um, and excited to see, you know, the future, John, what it may hold for you, protecting the Saison scroll, dragons battling, all that sort of stuff. That sounds better than my kind of moon cheese alone on Mars brewing for angry aliens. I think you may the have Dune won. Spice though. Dune Spice don't yeah. <laughs> right. That might be like the next coriander, right? It may just change how <laughs> wheat beers are made. Um, we'll see though. That's for Elon Musk will tell us. Um, but uh, we had fun today. What's happening next week, John? What's what's coming up? Something big. Next week, biggest drinking day of the year. Let's go. I think 
even this year, like COVID's oh, yeah. gonna play a role in that. Twenty twenty, everything is just weird. But uh, it's the day before Thanksgiving when our next episode comes out. So uh, right now, if you're listening to this, tweet us uh, that beer podcast. Let us know what beer you usually drink on your Wednesday before Thanksgiving debauchery. Harrison and I are going to be putting an episode together on that, which if you're not able to go out to the pubs, get super drunk until two in the morning, eat Greek food and, and, and pretend you're okay to drive home as your friend steals your keys. Um, let us know. Let us know your day before Thanksgiving traditions. Otherwise, we'll see you in a week. Yeah, this is great. As always, the show notes for this show and every show available at podcast.untap.com. If you have any questions, if you have feedback, you can hit us up on at that beer podcast on Twitter. Um, connect with Untapped on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and directly with us also on facebook.com slash drinking socially. Get your beers ready. We'll see you next week. Woo. Cheers. Cheers.